Hello there. And welcome to the Gridiron Gamers podcast for week 9 of the fantasy football season. I'm your self-appointed host, the Boston Tea Party. Ah, uh, good thing I won this week because the pass are on a bye and I lost in Bush. So, uh, if I lost in Gridiron 2, I would have been downright depressed. Uh, despite me winning, Mike is still in the lead in the standings, so... God, I was strong then. Alright, let's move on to the week 9 recap. Alright, so first up, there's no mojo in the neighborhood as Nick beat Dosky. Nick got off to a rough start on Thursday night when Shady got him just two points, but Forte went off on his bench for more than 20. Uh, however, Dosky repaid the favor by benching Jai, who had 15 points, and starting uh, the last-minute scratch, Zach Ertz. That had to hurt some. Nick had praised all the games of the rest of his team, which led to him having a seven-point lead heading into Monday night. Dosky, however was primed for a comeback, with Aaron Jones starting on Monday night. Uh, then Jones went out and got 11 total yards. <laughs> Dosky was unable to make the comeback, <clears throat> unlike another team this week. <clears throat> Next up, the Bells didn't whine as Mike beat John. Uh, even though he's still in the playoff spot, it looks like John has given up the season. He started Brady, Gilly, and Ghost all on by, and he also started Jordan Reed, who was inactive. Uh, so Mike got the easy win uh, with T.Y. Hilton pretty much outscoring John's entire team. Although, even if John did try, I'm not sure he would have won this one. Moving on, Scotty knew nothing about the Tigers as Kyle beat Scott. Kyle had the highest score of the week, the f- thanks to Smith and Alshon Jeffrey. Actually, everyone on his team played pretty well, except for Deshaun, but uh, I don't really blame him entirely since the entire bucks off and sucks donkey dick right about now. Uh, Scott had Dak have a, a big game, but the rest of his team struggled. Uh, mainly everyone in that Houston indie game. That's a shit show. However, the main takeaway from this game is that Kyle should trade me Julio since he can't catch a TD. Uh, now we have the almost toilet bowl of the week, where the chowder wasn't served in London as Romano beat Suggett. Uh, this matchup featured the second and third worst scores of the week. I think it would technically qualify as a toilet bowl if the score, if the total score was under 125. Uh, so this matchup barely escaped toilet bowl status. Uh, the only reason this isn't a toilet bowl was because Romano had decent games from Wentz, AP, and Tyreek. Actually, if Tyreek didn't have that check down Hail Mary, I think it would have been a toilet bowl. Damn it, Tyreek! First you beat women, now you beat toilet bowls. On the other side, Suggett still starting Dalvin Cook, uh, who's facing the IR every week. Uh, he also started the pass defense against a juicy bye week matchup. However, Sneed managed to help perform them both, as he put up negative two. Uh, Romano's just lucky he didn't have to play a real team this week. Congrats, you lucky bastard. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to recap the matchup of the generation. Your hero, the Boston Tea Party, versus the villainous Come Until I Fill Up Rivers. Things appeared bleak for our hero on Sunday afternoon. Jared Goff played the best game of his life and put up almost 40 points. And even with average gains from the rest of his team, Mackey had a huge lead of 92.24 to 51.6. Uh, to put it into perspective, Cameron Bray only put up 0.9 points, yet he still outscored Jason Witten and Doug Martin. So yes, our hero was down 40.64 points heading into Sunday night. But then he remembered something. The Patriots were once down 25 points in the third quarter of Super Bowl 51, but they came back and won. 
I was down, but I wasn't out. With Gronk and Melvin on by, and Flash not yet eligible, our hero started Marshawn Lynch in the flex, and he pretty much did to Mackey what he did to the Saints in 2011. Marshawn had a great game and got me 18.3 points, but I still down 22.34. I would need a miracle to win. Enter our Lord and Savior Matthew Stafford. Stafford posted two touchdowns over 300 yards and 25.44 points to give me the three-point win. Praise Stafford! Uh, Stafford got just enough points to make Mackey think he could win all the way up to late in the fourth quarter. Praise be. Now, let's bow our heads in prayer and give thanks to Stafford. Our Stafford, who art in Michigan, hallowed be thy name. Thy touchdown come, thy drives be done, on earth as they were in Lambeau. Give us this day our weekly points and forgive us our benchings, as we forgive those who collude against us and lead us not into defeat, but deliver us from injuries. Amen, Dola. Now don't let religion distract you from the fact that Mackie blew a 40-point lead. Alrighty, so last week I took Nick, Mike, Kyle, Romano, and myself to win. That means that I went 5-0 again for the first time in four weeks. This moves me at the 35-10 on the season, which, coincidentally, is the same winning percentage as my team right now. Stafford works in mysterious ways. Now, moving on to player movement, uh, we had a trade this week. Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers? Mackey sent his K-Hunt over to Scott in exchange for Antonio Brown. Honestly, this was a really even trade, uh, and would have helped both teams fill gaps in their lineups. Like, it used to. But uh, the news just broke that Zeke will be suspended again. Uh, who knows if he'll actually be upheld this time, but for right now, I say that Scott wins this trade. Uh, Mackey is also currently losing his other trade as well, as Hyde has outscored Bryant 47.3 to 34.7 since Mackey and Dosky's trade. Mackey's now lost his first trade, Zeke, and his matchup to me. Guy's taking more L's than the Browns right now. Now on to the playoff push. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? So right now, Willis and me have a two-game lead over everyone else at 7-2. Following that is a four-way tie for the remaining playoff spots with Romano, Mackie, John, and Nick all at 5-4. and four. On the outside looking in, we have Scott at 4-5, and five, and then we have Dosk and Kyle at 3-6, and six, with Suggin in the basement at 1-8. and eight. So yeah, this is a big week for the playoff pitcher uh, with Mike taking on Scott. If Mike wins, he'll clinch a playoff spot since he'll have the tiebreaker over Scott with two wins against him. If Scott wins by less than 16.02 points, Mike will still clinch a playoff spot since he'll have the tiebreaker over Scott since he beat him back in week 3 at 16.02. If Scott wins by more than 16.02, Mike won't clinch this week. Uh, I also have the tiebreaker over Scott since I beat him in week 5, and then we don't play each other again this year. So, if I win or Scott loses, I clinch a playoff spot. Uh, now, looking over at the consolation bracket, Suggett can win a maximum of 5 games this year if he wins out. Uh, Suckett has lost all the 5-4 teams, except for Mackey. If Suckett wins out, and Mackey loses out, 
Socket could still theoretically make the playoffs. Or Socket could just lose this week and or Mackey win this week and Socket will lock up a constellation in brackets to that. Either way, the playoff pitcher could start to really shape up after this week. Now onto the projections for week 10. So at first, we have uh, me taking on Suggett. Now, this should be an easy win for me, but uh, I'm actually worried that this will be the one week that Suggett actually pays attention and doesn't start Cook against the IR, Evans against the suspension, or Marty against free agency. Scratch that! But I just got picked up for the pass. Now I hope he gets a TD. Uh, but seriously, please, no one tell Suggett that fantasy football is still a thing so I can beat him this week and lock up a playoff spot. Praise be to Stafford. Now we have Mackey taking on Kyle. Kyle has some juicy matchups with Big Ben at Indy, Abdullah fumbling against the Browns, and Howard against Green Bay, and he also has Darkwa against the Niners. Uh, Mackie has Goff at Houston, Kamara uh, uh, at Buffalo, which will be tough, uh, and Freeman at Dallas, which uh, should be good in theory, uh, but the Falcons really suck right now. Uh, Cavage is an interesting start for him because he could be big in Buffalo. Unfortunately, starting Cavage means that someone in his lineup is going to tear their ACL. Or maybe Zeke being suspended will uh, satisfy the curse of the ACL. Anyway, I'm just going to take Kyle to win. Up next, we have John taking on Romano. Romano gets his second bye week in a row playing John, who's currently starting Buck Allen gets the bye. Uh, even with John getting his Patriots back, I'm still going to take Romano to win big. Lucky bastard getting two byes in a row. And now we have Dosky taking on Nick. Dosky has Wilson taking on Zona on Thursday. Uh, so that'll get him off to a quick start. But uh, I think that's the only time in this matchup he's actually going to have the lead. Ertz is on the bye, and uh, he's starting Aaron Jones and certainly Shepard as well right now. Uh, meanwhile, Nick has Shady and Gurley uh, with Matty Water playing against Dallas. Yeah, those are all good matchups. Uh, I'm going to take Nick. Our last matchup of the week features Mike playing against Scott. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this matchup has huge playoff implications. Uh, if Mike wins, he secures a playoff spot uh, and make it harder for Scott to get back into the playoff mix. Uh, then again, John's in a playoff spot right now, so Scott should be able to sneak back in no problem. Anyway, Mike has no Chiefs or Carr this week, uh, so he's rostering three quarterbacks, including the old uh, Didger Deshaun Watson. He'll probably drop some of his bench players too to pick up a backup defensive kicker because, you know, can't give up them Chiefs. Uh, meanwhile, Scott has Dak against Atlanta shit D, which is good for him. Uh, he's also going to be getting Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good for him. Uh, I'm going to take Scott to win this one, uh, which will keep his playoff hopes alive. So to recap all that, I'm taking myself, Kyle, Romano, Nick, and Scott to win this week. All right, so thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, it's really crunch time now, so uh, do your best to make your playoff push count or uh, choke like Mackie did this week. Also, if you're in Bush League and you're listening to this, pay me, you son of a bitch. I'm serious. Send a $10 e-transfer to devin.ward at hotmail.com right now. Bastard. Uh, until next time. Gentlemen. Suck my dick. Come on, girl. Yeah. It's me, Jackie Moon. Oh, give me that look. That's right. Let's get sweaty. 
Sweaty. Sweaty. I'm talking swamp. Sweaty. Let's fill a bathtub full of sweat. Seven hells, Ned. Fucking internet brace on my phone. Because of the implication. Vasco was unable to make the cough back. Ah, the cough back. Fucking dart. Alrighty. Yeah, fuck. There was that one. Oh, what was her name? That common girl of yours. Becca, with the great big tits you could bury your face in. Bessie. She was one of yours. Bessie. Thank the gods for Bessie and her tits. <laughs> <laughs>